BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Trey Young is snubbed and February 8th is around the corner. We'll talk about it all right here, right now, on the Hawks Beat Podcast. Let's go. Kevin Herter to get it in. Everyone standing at State Farm Arena. Herter looks. Plays it into Trey. Two seconds, one. Trey Slaughter. His heart out. I'm the best ever. I'm the most brutal and ambitious and most ruthless champion there's ever been. There's no one can stop me. Lynch is a conqueror. No, I'm Alexander. He's no Alexander. I'm the best ever. There's never been anybody's ruthless. I'm Sonny Liston. I'm Jack Dempsey. There's no one like me. I'm from Nairclaw. There's no one that can match me. My style is impetuous. My defense is impregnable. And I'm just ferocious. I want your heart. I want to eat his children. Praise be to Allah. You are now listening to the Hawks Beat Podcast with your host, Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, what is up? What is up? What is up? Welcome to another edition of the Hawks Beat Podcast. I'm your host, Edub, taking you on another journey of Atlanta Hawks basketball. And this is the weekly wrap that I promised you guys. Yes, go ahead and give your boy a hand clap. Didn't forget about y'all. Didn't forget about y'all. I said I had one coming. Yes, it is 9.30 on a Thursday, but I did say I was going to give it to you on Thursday, so kudos to me. <laughs> Again, welcome, welcome, welcome into the Hawks Beat Podcast. I'm your host, Edub, and here we talk Atlanta Hawks basketball, and we have plenty to talk about this evening. Um, yeah, but before we get into our topics for tonight... Um, I want to just remind everyone, if you're new to the podcast, first of all, welcome into the pod. I'm Ed. Nice to meet you. You know what I mean? Uh, Welcome into the pod. And we would love for you to be a consistent listener. We would love for you to subscribe to the podcast. We would love for you to um, make us your first listen each and every day. (laughs) So uh, subscribe to the pod. Follow us on all of our social media platforms. We do a lot of work on our social media. And we would love for it to pay off. So we would love for you to to like our page, follow us, and whatever it is that it calls for you to do on the socials. Do that for us. We also appreciate all of the ratings that we have, but we would love some more. So if you have some time, to, right now would actually be a great time. Go ahead and pause the, you don't even got to pause it. You don't even got to pause it. Go to the rating spot or the rating place where you rate the, the podcast. Drop us a five-star rating. And we would greatly appreciate that. Appreciate that. 
<laughs> All right. So in today's podcast, I want to hit on four main areas. Uh, Trey Young, All Star. Well, Trey Young snubbed from the All Star. I want to hit on that. I want to get your thoughts on that. I want to see what you people have to say about that. Um, I want to take a look at the team. Now, I know this is the weekly wrap, so we'll kind of wrap very briefly on where this team is, where it's been, and um, where we think it is going. Uh, and then, lastly, I want to look at February the 8th. want to do a little trade talk. Um, if we have time, I'll try to throw in any mailbag questions that were sent to me. I don't know if um, I, I put that out literally like at the last minute before I hit record. I was like, hey, anybody got any questions? Just shoot them to me and we'll try to get to them. So if I'm not going too long, I'll shoot any questions that you guys may have had. But make sure you're following us on X, formerly known as Twitter. And uh, let's get this thing popping. First things first, Trey Young snubbed from the all-star team and i have to say usually in most years last year when it happened i was kind of like yeah it's you know it's whatever right you know it's kind it can be an anomaly you know um a lot of worthy players get snubbed you know and last year i didn't really put too much into it Right. You know, and and I thought that he was having a good season. I thought he was deserving of an all star nod. But this year, I'm like, yo, like what in the world? And I'm not even I'm not even one of these folks that think the world is against Atlanta. I'm not. I'm not. I mean, folks may, you know, folks. Oh, man. I'm just not that guy. I'm not going to play that card. But this is a travesty. <laughs> this is a travesty. Like, this is ridiculous. I, I, And you know what? I want to, and maybe I need to talk to some more national writers and see what is it and why is it the national perception of Trey Young to be so negative. I think I may do that. That may take a while, but I, I maybe I need to talk to people in Boston. I need to talk to people in Miami and Cleveland and New York and L.A. and find out why the perception of Trey is so negative. I don't, I, I, I don't know. Like, I know, like, you know, he's taking on the whole villain thing in New York, and that was a thing for a moment. Even in Cleveland when he, you know, he's bowing and stuff, and, I, and, and even that was a moment. But like I don't I don't I don't know. I don't know like why are coaches not even putting him on the all-star reserve list when he surely, surely is deserving. And usually when you look at the list, you're like, oh well, you know, maybe you could take this guy out, this guy out. You know what I mean? Like usually it's kind of like on that level. But the all-star list came out the day I was like, you know what? You can really sub any of them dudes out. Like, like, like if we keep it at a stack, if we keep it at 100, you can really sub any of them dudes out and throw Trey in there. Any of them. And I and, and no, that's no disrespect to all none of these cats. All-star reserves in the East. Jalen Brown, Donovan Mitchell, Jalen Brunson, Bam Adebayo, Julius Randle, Tyrese Maxey, and Paolo Bancaro. 
all having good seasons. All having good seasons. But Nan, <laughs> yes, and I said the word Nan. Nan of these dudes are second in assist and top 10 in scoring at the same damn time. None of them. None of them. Um, yeah, pick one. It doesn't matter. Pick one and take them all. Because Trey Young belongs on that all-star team. He belongs on that team. And let it be known that I said it. He belongs on that squad. And him not being on that squad is a travesty. Shame, shame, shame on you coaches for not putting Trey Young on that list. Shame on y'all. Again, no disrespect to the brothers that made it. You know what I mean? I'm actually happy for all of them, especially the first-timers. Jalen Brunson's having an unbelievable year. Tyrese Maxey, I pull for the kid when they're not playing Atlanta. I love the band Carol. Like, I, I generally like these guys. But, bruh, one of y'all got to give up your seat, get off the bus. You got to get off the bus. Now, there still is a possibility of maybe, like, Trey making it if Julius Randle bows out. But I don't even think Trey would want to take that. You know, I don't know. We'll see how that plays out. But nah, man, like that's disrespect. Like that's disrespectful. So, um, yeah, I just I wanted to start the pod on that. And I don't like that at all. And usually I'm middle of the road. But him not being on that all star team while averaging 27 and 10 is a travesty. It's a travesty. And don't give me this bull about because uh, they aren't winning. Nah, Jack. That don't got nothing to do with it. That don't got nothing to do with it. Because he was an all-star starter. When he was a starter, they weren't that high up in the standing. Like, I think they may even having a, <laughs> they were having a just as bad a year when he was voted to be a starter. You know what I mean? Like, nah, we not finna do that. We not finna do that, you know? And here's the thing. Steph Curry got voted in, and the Warriors are 20 and 24. So what's your move? What's your move? You know what I mean? Like, nah, we're not finna do that. We're not finna do that. So uh, you you coaches that vote on this, y'all should be ashamed of yourselves. And that is my that is my uh, soapbox, and I'm going to jump off of it. So So let it be written. So let it be done. Looking at this team from a standings standpoint, right? And so um, I want to just take a look and see where is this team uh, as far as the standings are concerned. Right now, the season were to end today, the Atlanta Hawks would be in the play-in. They would be in the play-in. They would have the 10 seed, I believe. I think the play-in, I don't know if it goes 9-10 or 7-10, um, not exactly sure, but the four teams in the play-in would be the Miami Heat, Orlando Magic, Chicago Bulls, and the Atlanta Hawks. Beginning of the year, all the talk was, nah, man, we ain't doing this play-in stuff no more. We ain't doing this play-in stuff no more. They let it be known that the play-in was not, leave it to DeJounte Murray, the play-in was not even an option. 
But guess what? <laughs> Here we are again. You remember last year when uh, everyone was saying the Atlanta Hawks were the definition of mid because they were like, they would win one, lose one, win one, lose one, win three, lose three. Everything was middle of the road for the Atlanta Hawks. Here's the thing. They're 20 and 27 right now. They are 5-5 five and five in their last 10. They're on a two-game winning streak uh, out of their last six, and that's usually the games I look at in the, when I do the weekly wrap. They are 2-4. and four. Um, Went out to that road trip out west, lost that. Had a bad loss against the Mavericks where Luka just went nuts. And then you got the two wins against the Raptors in the, in, in the, in the, uh, the Los Angeles Lakers. So, um Although you are, you know, underachieving, it is nice to kind of be on a little win streak, you know. Got two huge games coming up this weekend. On Friday night, you take on the uh, Phoenix Suns. And on Saturday, you got the Golden State Warriors coming in town. So, two big games for the Hawks. Um, I saw something today about the strength of schedule, and I had to... Um, the, the leagues, and let me see if I can pull that article up because I don't want to misspeak when I speak on it. It had an article on the team, the remaining strength of schedule for all NBA teams. And you'll never guess where the Hawks are. <laughs> you'll never guess where the Hawks are. Yes, you'll guessed it. Right in the middle. <laughs> right in the middle. Um let me see. Remaining strength of schedule. NBA. Yeah, that's where it was. Um, so, yeah, right in the middle. Out of the 30 teams, the Atlanta Hawks are ranked 15th. I'm sorry, ranked 12th as far as strength of schedule. They have the 12th hardest, which is kind of close to the middle. So, um, the easiest, I mean, I'm sorry, the hardest schedule is Phoenix. At the top, you got Phoenix, San Antonio, Portland, Washington. Um, they have the toughest strength of schedule. When you look at the bottom, you got Indiana, Boston, Orlando, Miami, which doesn't bode well for the Hawks, especially if those are the teams you are trying to catch. This is going to come up a little bit later, but Miami being at the bottom isn't good. Having an easy schedule, Indiana, Boston, and Orlando. That's not good because those are the teams you're trying to catch. Again, let me go back to the standings. The teams that are in front of you in the play-in are the Bulls, the Magic, the Heat, and the Pacers. You know, it's not good that they have a easier strength of schedule than you. But this is the NBA. Everybody's got to play everybody. You know, so you know you got to either you're gonna get it done or you're not gonna get it done. You know, you can't really reply. We can't really rely on the strength of schedule. So, um. That's where they are, and that's where they've been this week. Again, I, I've told you uh, what the weekend looks like as far as the schedule, so we won't look past those two games. That's kind of the weekend. That's what's coming up, all right? So that's kind of where they are, where they've been, and where they are going. I wanted to touch on um, February the 8th, and I want to I want to kind of be a little specific with it. I know we've talked a little bit about DeJounte Murray in the past, and I've given my thoughts on that. I just kind of want to update. I did a little searching, a little digging today on some outlets and just 
just digging around and seeing what the rumors are, what the news is on uh, on credible sites. Let me say that on credible websites, incredible uh, 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 journalists, people that I believe and people that I hold in high esteem or maybe not even high esteem. I just find credible. And I want to kind of look at the February 8th is kind of like a big day. It's kind of like a big day, you know, the trade deadline. And um, so here is, well, first of all, from a general standpoint, general standpoint, we all know the big fish in the pond is DeJounte Murray. Word on the street is the Hawks are very interested and very um, motivated to move to John T. Murray. I, I, I believe that it is the Hawks uh, who want to move. And I, and I believe that DeJounte Murray no longer wants to be an Atlanta Hawk. I just don't believe he wants to be here anymore. I think that part of this, this move is being pushed by his people as well. All right. So here is what I have um, kind of researched and looked at. It appears that the deal to L.A., which has been the most reported deal, is kind of calmed down. The fires are not as hot as they used to be. At one point, they were very hot. But it, it seems like the, the deal to L.A. is losing a lot of steam. Unless a third team jumps in there in the third hour to say, hey, we'll take D'Angelo Russell. We'll add another asset to this thing. Maybe to send to the Hawks to sweeten up the deal. There's a possibility that this doesn't get done. There's a possibility that DeJounte Murray might still be a Hawk after February the 8th. How do you feel about that? Right. The only other team that I saw like still kind of in the mix was the Milwaukee Bucks. You know, they just got a new coach. They're paying three coaches. You know, I don't I don't I mean, shoot. And here's the thing about the Bucks. I wouldn't necessarily count the Bucks out. And here's why I wouldn't count the Bucks out. The Bucks snuck in there and grabbed Dame Lillard out of nowhere when everybody thought he was going to Miami. The Bucks run a tight ship over there. Say what you want about them running coaches off. They run a tight ship when it's coming to making these moves. I would not be surprised if the Bucks come in and make a move. But as far as the DeJounte Murray thing is, the Laker thing is simming down. And the Bucks' name has been in, in several articles. I haven't heard much about it. But I would not be surprised if the Bucks come out. And, and I'm not saying they make a splash for DeJounte Murray. You know, they're, they're, Bucks are trying to they're trying to make something happen, you know. And ever since Doc came over, I know it's only been like two or three games, but they haven't done anything, you know. Um, and they're still like near the top in the in the, <laughs> in, the in the standings. Go figure, right? So that is the uh, the latest on Dejounte Murray. Next prospect that the Hawks have on the block, of course, is Clint Capella. Clint Capella. As soon as the Hawks gave Onyeka Kongu that money, the writing on the wall was there for Clint, right? Like you just not going to pay both of these dudes. And I don't, I don't, it wouldn't be good for the Hawks to put Clint Capella in a situation like they did John Collins. 
Meaning, you held on to John too late, you got it in a bad situation, you paid him, and then you moved him too late, and you didn't get anything for him. If the Hawks do that again with Clint Capella, ooh-wee boy, shame, shame on you. This is probably the best you're going to get in return value for Clint Capella. And I still think you may not be getting a lot of positive assets for Clint Capella. I just I just don't. I just don't. You know, he's getting older. Big men do not get healthier as their careers progress. But as far as the prospects and rumors that I saw surrounding Clint Capella, I saw four teams. I saw the Rockets and Lakers. I saw the Knicks and the Kings. I think the Rockets will be a good move for Clint. Back to where his career started. Make it kind of a full circle thing. Um, The Rockets do have assets. I I think that would be very much in play. The The Lakers are every single trade rumor that is out there. Every article is going to have the Lakers on there. (laughs) so the Lakers always have a shot I'll just say that although they don't have much assets to give in return but if you're looking to make a medium splash instead of a big splash the big splash would be DeJounte Murray the medium splash would be Clint Capella all right so if you're looking to make a medium splash I could see them doing a move, move for Clint Capella to L.A. The Knicks were a um, were a possibility, and I find the Knicks I find I find the Knicks a very uh, very interesting spot. The Knicks are in a very peculiar spot. If you haven't noticed, and it pains me to say this, the Knicks are hot. Like the Knicks are hot. They are the third seed in the East. They've won eight in a row. They're nine, they've won nine out of their last ten, and they are the three seed knocking on the two seeds door. So I can see the Knicks being very um I can see them going for it at the trade deadline. Like they, they got a nice little squad together, you know? Clint Capella could fit into that picture. You know, Mitchell Robinson is already gone for the year. They didn't get the trade exception for him. I mean, the disability uh, exception for him. You pair Clint Capella with, uh, what's the cat's name? The, uh, Heisingston or whatever his name is. I forget his name. But you pair him with that dude, Hardenstein. Yeah, Hardenstein. That's a pretty decent combo right there. And that could prepare the Knicks to maybe do some damage. So I think the, the Knicks are very much in play for Clint. Very much in play for, for Clint. Um, I saw the Kings as an option. Um, yeah, I, I put them on the list. I mean, I've seen an option. So if I'm rating those four teams, I think Rockets, Lakers. Um, Rockets, Rockets one, Lakers and Knicks, 2B and 2C, and then the Kings. That's how I see the market for Clint. Um, last. DeAndre Hunter. DeAndre Hunter. Uh, I haven't seen much written recently about DeAndre Hunter. A lot of the articles were really back in December. And we're in February now. So, of course, DeAndre's been hurt for the longest. I I don't know how many games he's missed. He's missed a ton of games. Like, he's been out for at least, I think, three weeks at least. I don't know. But um, 
he's been out. And so the market for him, of course, is not going to go up. It's not going to go up while you hurt. So um, here's the thing about DeAndre. He is playing a position that a lot of people covet. But on the downside, he's making a ton of money. He's making a ton of money. And that is problematic. (laughs) Because here's what happened. When teams acquire players, they also acquire their salaries. And so the problem is, and again, this goes back to the old adage, it is hard to make a trade in the NBA. And so if you got DeAndre Hunter, who is still kind of a young guy, but he's very much injury prone. And now I think it's probably it wouldn't be a stretch to put the injury prone label on him, which isn't good for business. Because DeAndre is carrying a price tag of over $20 million a year. You paying $20 million a year that's only going to pay half a season? Nah. So, Hawks are in a peculiar situation because they're going to have to kill that boy away. They're going to have to give him away. Like I said, and you guys have heard me say it with me, 50 cents on the dollar. (laughs) 50 cents on the dollar. They're going to have to find a sucker if they want to move DeAndre Hunter. Could I see DeAndre Hunter being on his team past February past February 8th? Absolutely. Absolutely. Because one, trades are hard to make. And two, um, it's, it's just going to be hard to move him. It's going to be hard to move him. So, um, yeah. <laughs> That's just what it is. The, the two teams that I saw linked to DeAndre Hunter. I saw three teams, really. Um, of course, the Knicks. Um, again, the Knicks are in a position where they could always use perimeter defense. And DeAndre Hunter is a good perimeter defender. If they are able to get a deal for him, I could see the Knicks making a move. You know what I'm saying? Um, the Cavs, I, I believe that they're also in the need. Everyone's in the need of perimeter defense. But the Cavs were a team that I saw interested in him. And the Pacers. Now, the Pacers tried to make a move for DeAndre over the summer. But um, that didn't that didn't go through. And, and I heard that that deal was very close to coming to fruition. But that deal didn't go through. Now things are a little bit changed. Now things are changed just a little bit because the Pacers have acquired the services of one Pascal Siakam. So I don't I don't know if the interest is still there, but you give them a bargain. They might bite. Give them a bargain. They might bite. I think Indiana still has all of their draft assets and uh, all of their things. So I don't I don't know as far as um, what they have in return. But those are the three teams linked to DeAndre Hunter, Knicks, Cavs and Pacers. But I think whatever you move, whatever move you make with DeAndre, I don't think it's going to be a net positive for the Hawks. I just it is hard for me to believe. Uh, a situation where you move DeAndre Hunter and the Hawks come out as winners. I just I just don't. And that was kind of the problem I had with his contract. It is what it is, man. So, it leads me to this question. This is, this is my final question. If you stay put and just manage to stay healthy, how would you feel about this Hawks team? How would you feel about this Hawks team if they don't make a move on February the 8th. 
<laughs> I heard y'all, and I didn't even hear you, and, and I didn't even hear you say it. I, I can, I can, I, I can, I know what you're thinking. You would be upset, and rightly so. This team obviously needs to make a move. However, if you stay put and manage to just rely on guys being healthy, I will say this in the Hawks' defense. I will say this in the Hawks' defense. They haven't had much time together as a full squad. And I said this two pods ago, I think it was. I think it was around two pods ago when I was when I was saying like, the initial thought of this roster was supposed to be Trey and DeJounte as your guards. You were supposed to have a front line of DeAndre Hunter, Jalen Johnson, and Clint Capella. Having a bench unit of Sadiq Bey, Bogey, and Onyeka Kongu, and A.J. Griffin. Throw in the rook when he's ready. Side note. It's February. The Rook looks ready. I'm speaking about Kobe Bufkin. I'm also speaking about Seth Lundy. Throw them young boys in there and let them eat, Quinn. Um, Yeah, that was just kind of an aside. So, like, when you look at it like that, it's just like, man, like, that that's a good lineup. Like, if them dudes is healthy, you know, sprinkle in a little Mo Gay if he got it. But Mo got, Mo got hurt, too. Like, everybody got hurt. So here's the thing. You if you stay put, fans are going to be upset. It's not going to be good for PR. But you might actually be okay if you're able to if you're able to um keep guys injury free. That's my concern. I just don't think you'll be able to stay healthy. You and knock on wood, Clinton Vogie have been surprisingly healthy this you know up into the all-star break it's just been deandre hunter jalen johnson mo gay you know buffkin missed a lot of time you know what i'm saying like that's a lot of people to be out like those are key people out you know um but if you get those guys healthy could you and here's the question the hawks have to ask themselves could you jump to that seventh spot? And that is the goal, right? That is the goal, to jump to the seventh spot. That means you're not in the play-in. Is it possible? Currently sitting in that seventh spot is are the Miami Heat. The Miami Heat are currently four and a half games above you. And here's the question to ask. And, and can you catch them whether you make a move or if you don't make a move? Let's just say you don't make a move. If you don't make a move, the Hawks are betting that you can catch the Miami Heat, who are four and a half games ahead in the standings, with 35 games to go. I I can't answer that question. I, I, I think, can they do it? Here's the thing. I, I, I don't know if they can, but what what... What would I have to say? You know what? What what would give me confidence to say they they can catch him? Huh? What would give me confidence to say yeah they can catch the Heat? I don't know, guys. And so I I, I if I had to bet, I would say no, nah, they can't catch him, man. They're not finna catch the Heat, and the Heat are not playing good basketball right now. They haven't won a game since Terry Rozier came over, and I thought that was a good move. 
I heard talks about Jimmy Butler may be on the trade block. I don't know, bro. Like, there are problems in South Beach. But do I think the Hawks can catch him in 35 games, make up four and a half games? Nope, I don't. I just don't. Um, I would love to be wrong, but I just don't. And that is where we stand, ladies and gentlemen. Today is February 1st. We are seven days away from the trade deadline. We'll definitely have a trade deadline show on, uh, let's see, let me look at the calendar. What day does February 8th fall on? I hope I don't have, I'm sure I probably will have some. Yep, I got a game that night too. Dag nabbit. I got a, um, oh, I maybe I'll do something that night. Yeah, we'll do something that night. I may even do something during the day if something pops, right? So be on the lookout. Subscribe to the podcast. We're going to put a bow in this thing. I appreciate you guys for listening, checking us out. Like we always say, God is good all the time and all the time God is good. So if you don't know him, you need to find him. Show him some love because that is all he is showing you. L-O-V-E love. We out. Peace. Free